The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. From the old National Bank State Street studio, this is Waddle and Sylvie on WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Straight from a Tom Waddle Super Bowl gathering, off to spring training. That's what Jesse Rogers has been up to over the last 24 hours or so. I'm Jeff Meller in for Sylvie on Waddle and Sylvie today. Jesse is, of course, brought to you by your Chicago Toyota Dealer Association. Toyota, let's go places. He joins us on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. Jess, how are you feeling after a fantastic Super Bowl gathering at Waddle's house where your parlay did not oh, pay Oh, so off? close. Yeah, it was so close. I needed Devontae Smith to score, and uh, he almost did if he didn't fall out of bounds. Um, but it was, you know, it's funny. The Super Bowl now is later, right? So for me, it's like the end of my off season, and it literally was because Sunday was it. I was on the plane Monday. And don't be jealous, I've not seen the sun yet. It's been raining in Phoenix Ooh. these last couple of days. Yeah, it's supposed to warm up just as pitchers and catchers report tomorrow. So it's it's weird how football really is now leading right into baseball, which is which I guess is kind of cool if you're a sports fan. You know, one sport ends, the other one begins here. And kind of a lot of unknowns with the Cubs and Sox, right, guys? I, I don't know what's going to happen over the, another, uh, the next 162 when we get there. Um, I'm unsure of what these rule changes are going to look like. So it's going to be an interesting summer yeah. on both sides of town and in baseball in general. Uh, Jess, before we get to both teams, the, the article you wrote yesterday that's on ESPN.com is, is really it's an interesting take on the rule changes and how they will play out in Major League Baseball. And I'm very interested to see how things you know unfold because I think there could be a little bit of chaos, not in a bad way, but there could be some chaos. So why don't you start by explaining what rules will in fact change this year in major league baseball? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest one is to actually have a pitch clock, right? Baseball's never been a timed sport. And of course the length of the game is not going to be timed, but every pitch is going to be, you have to throw a pitch. If there's nobody on base within 20 seconds, within 15 seconds, when there are runners on, you get 20 seconds. And what's the pitcher, average time in between pitches now currently? So we use that as a benchmark. Yeah, it's closer to 30. It's closer to 30. I mean, everyone's different, right? They're, but in general, the average time is, is closer to 30. So think about saving 10 to 15 seconds every pitch. You can see how it adds up. In the minors, without a pitch clock, then with a pitch clock, it shaved off 25 minutes off the game. And that's what they're looking to do. Um, the average game time was 3.07 last year. According to the league, their surveys say if you ask a fan what's your preferable game time, they say 2.30, 2.30 for a baseball game. They were at 3.07. Um, now, 2.30 is back, basically back in the 60s and 70s. You know, That's when it was two, minutes, two hours and 30 minutes. It's creeped up ever since then. They want to get back to that. Everything they're doing, they say they've either tested and or talk to enough fans that that the majority now is is okay we want shorter games faster pace so the pitch clock is is in place 20 seconds when there's runners on 15 seconds without runners i'm sorry uh, yeah 50 seconds without runners 
I was just at a demo today over at the Diamondback Spring facility where the league did a whole hour and a half, took us out on the mound and showed us, like a former pitcher, Joe Martinez, showed us how much time it, it took him to get the ball back from the catcher and, and you know, grab the rosin bag. He's like, there's plenty of time to get back on the mound, but you do have to get used to it. You do have to move. Um, and so if you don't throw a pitch within the time frame, a ball is called. Now, for the hitter, he has to be in the box, and Joe Martinez got in the box, and he, he you know, played around with a, a, a bat, and he's like, okay, if I'm not ready within eight seconds, they're going to call a strike on me. And they've said they've tested this and retested it, and this is what they've come up with. It certainly w- it will be a faster game. Will players adjust, and will they be able to perform at the same level? That's the big question mark. Can pitchers throw 100 pitches at max velocity, throwing every 15 to 20 seconds? These are things that are unknown because I don't think whatever happened in the minors necessarily can translate to a big league stadium with 40,000 high leverage situations. So there are certainly some unknowns, and we'll, we'll see what happens. And then, of course, the elimination of the shift. You guys know what that's all about. Two infielders on each side of second base, everybody on the dirt. You can't try to get around it by you know running on the pitch. They, they, they're not going to let anybody sort of break the spirit of the rules. And they've implored teams, hey, you're in this with us. We are trying to uh, change the game here. This is a facelift, an historic one. Please, you know, sort of adhere to the spirit of this thing. But you know how competitive teams are and executives and managers. There'll probably be try- ways to try to get around it. But they will penalize people that even try to break the spirit of it. Like I said, trying to, like, move on the other side of second base as the pitch is being thrown. They won't allow that. Jess, while the reduction of game time with a pitch clock will certainly be a nice benefit, I think, to most fans out there. What I'm curious about is the ancillary effect of potentially, as you mentioned, you know, will pitchers be able to throw 100-101 for 100 pitches if they have to move at a quicker pace? You know, and will they be able to load up and, you know, throw this at this velocity the way they have been? if they're not able to kind of collect themselves for these longer period of times that they've been able to, if they can't, if there is a reduction in velocity, it could go a long way into increasing the number of balls in play, which I think most older baseball fans, people who grew up loving the game will all tell you the game could really stand to use more balls in play. That would be a huge ancillary effect. I think of a pitch clock that could happen. Definitely. And they, the one chart they did show us today, which, again, is minor leagues. I don't know if it transfers without the clock and then with the clock. They showed offensive numbers were almost identical from 21, 2021 to 2022 without a clock, with the clock. The offensive numbers didn't necessarily go up in the minors, but will that translate to the majors? So their point today was, hey, pitchers can be effective with this clock. Look, these numbers did not change. But I'm sort of with you. I don't know if guys can go max effort. You know, you Darvish just got a six-year extension. This guy with a pitch clock? I'm kind of curious. Can he be as effective? Uh, remember, when he was with the Cubs, they tried to speed him up. He hated it. His most successful stint with the Cubs was when he slowed things down at, and went at his own pace. And I think he transferred that over to San Diego. But now he's going to have to pick it up again. So I'm sort of with you. I don't think um, necessarily – forcing these pitchers to move quicker is going to keep the numbers the same. I, I, I think there will be some more offense because of it. Jess, why are the players skeptical of these changes? Because in the body of your article, you, you, you say a newly formed competition committee composed of six owners, four players, and an umpire voted 7-4 to four in favor of the changes last, last September. 
but all four players on the committee voted against everything except bigger bases. Why is that? Yeah, I think it's a complicated answer because I actually see And then if you look at the quotes, uh, Austin Slater, San Francisco Giants outfielder who's on the committee, you know, if you ask individual players, uh, and, and starting with Slater, they're, they're actually like, yeah, I kind of don't mind quicker games. If you ask the left-handed, yeah, I, I don't mind the elimination of ship. Like, but but as a union, I think you can get this waddle. They have to protect everybody. So I think they were trying to make a statement like, hey, I, we, we wanted a longer pitch pitch clock. We wanted longer time to pitch clock. We didn't want um, the complete elimination of the shift where all four guys have to be on the infield and two on each side. So I think they were kind of making a statement as a whole, you guys went a little too far with this, even if we do like individual things about the changes. So that's the best way. I think it's complicated, and it was more a protest vote, because I tell you, I've talked to every left-handed hitter that I've talked to loves the elimination of shift, uh, and many pitchers have no problem with the pitch clock. So there's a portion that do, and that's why I think that vote kind of happened the way it did. Jesse Rogers joining us on ESPN 1000. Meller in for Sylvie on Waddle and Sylvie today. Jess, uh, as we get set for spring training to begin here, what do you? What are you most curious about for the White Sox? Because they didn't do much in the off season, and the one move, the one impactful move they were hoping to make, make Mike Clevenger, is obviously right now under a large deal of scrutiny. So, what are you looking at for the White Sox here in spring training? Who, by the way, got a big fat F on ESPN Plus's uh, off season grades for all thirty teams? Yeah, well, I like the Benintendi signing. I really do. Um, so let me just start with Clevenger. Um, what, from what I was told, he's not going to even address the allegations. He's going to and, and he's going to use, you know, the idea that there's uh, legal issues involved. I can't speak about it. You know, you're going to use that whole thing. Um, in other in other situations, if it created a big distraction, he'd probably be put on administrative leave, like Trevor Bauer was. But the White Sox might be able to fly under the radar and keep him in camp and keep him playing until the investigation concludes. I suspect Rick Hahn tomorrow is going to say the same thing that Clevenger might say. The league is investigating. We'll have no comment until the end of that. So we'll see how that plays out. For the White Sox, I think it's pretty simple. Stay healthy throughout spring training. Stay healthy. Obviously, you have to get your work in and get ready, and you better be in the best shape of your life because you certainly haven't been these last few years. Stay healthy and play with a full squad come March 31st. That's the first thing that's on my mind. Because there's not a lot of position battles. Yeah, we got to figure out second base and right field a little bit. But we know the candidates, Oscar Cole, is going to get a chance. Obviously, Eloy is more than likely going to be a DH. He might be the last person to realize that's what he's going to be. But I, staying healthy, we know who's there. We know the five starters if Clevenger's there. We know who's around the diamond now that Vaughn's at first and Ben Attendee's in left. And hopefully Grandel's healthy. So it's about staying healthy throughout spring training. And we'll see if Pedro Grafal can bring out the best of them. That's kind of what I'm looking at. How many wins do you think this White Sox team will amass? Yeah, I should also mention, obviously, the loss of Liam Hendricks. Like, they have to figure right. that out as well. And, and Tommy, that goes to, to, to your question. You know, now all of a sudden you've lost your depth in your bullpen. We'll see if it's Kendall Graveman. That's my first choice to, to close some games. You know, the return of Garrett Crochet is going to be big. You know, I uh, about two weeks ago, I said on the air, I, I, I gave their over-under higher than most people would have, would have done. I said it was like 84, 85. I thought they'd have a rebound. You know, you get that first-year first, first year manager boost, and they'd be in the mix for the, for, the, for the division at that number. 
I'll stick to that. I think some people think it's a little high, but I'll stick to 84 or 85 as kind of an over-under. I, I certainly think they can be at least 500, which they were last year. Things could not be worse than last year, right? So I'm going to give them at least a few games over 500. But it is a tough division. Correa back with Minnesota, and they traded for Pablo Lopez, and we know Cleveland was the youngest team. So um, I, I think Vegas is going to end up having them a little bit lower than 84, 85. But I think it's possible. How about on the north side? Obviously, uh, this is a team that, that had more changes. They did more in the offseason than the White Sox. Is there a little quiet optimism with this Cubs team? I think there is. I think there is among fans. I, I would say the fans, and I've talked about this before with you guys, the fans have been ahead of this mini-rebuild more than the team. Like, they've been out in front of it more. The team has told people to slow down a little bit. You look at Vegas, I think that number is going to be like 76 or 78. It's still going to be a low number for the Cubs. I, I, I understand why. Bellinger's a question. Hosmer's a question. Mancini's a question. There's a, who's offensively on, uh, behind the plate now to replace Wilson Gutierrez? All question marks. Fine on defense. Fine on the starting staff, though no n- true number one. But is it enough to really overcome St. Louis or, or Philly or Atlanta for wild card teams or any of these teams? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think it's more like an 81 and 81 type of season. And again, Vegas is much, much you know, more sour on the, the Cubs than I think the fans are. I think quietly the Cubs think they can play great defense and pitch their way to at least a 500 season. And then if you get sort of a rebound from Bellinger and or Hosmer and Mancini, now all of a sudden, all of a sudden we're talking a mid-80s. And mid-80s might be, might be challenging for a, a playoff spot, but I, I think the Cardinals are probably close to a 91 team again. The same article that Waddle alluded to that gave the White Sox an F gave the Cubs a B-plus for their offseason additions. When I look at... Cody Bellinger, he's the one name who I say, okay, it was a one-year deal where he's got an opportunity to try and fix his swing and get back to the player who was once a National League MVP. What do you think the Cubs can realistically get out of Cody Bellinger this year in center field? Well, I think he's a 20-home run guy. He was even in a bad season last year, but it's about more than that, right? I mean, he can't hit 190 or whatever it is got to get on base and strike out 200 he's got to get on base more to go along with that power he's going to provide good defense so that's good they haven't had a real solid defender out there in a while and he'll hold the spot you know for Pete Armstrong probably within the next year he'll be up here um you know some people tell me things like well if the Dodgers couldn't fix him that's a great organization how could the Cubs other people have said look this guy probably needed the change of scenery um he is getting healthier but we had the shoulder issue I still wonder, as I said to you guys at the time, um, you know, what's he going to look like in April and May hitting at Wrigley when he's used to hitting at nice weather in the NL West. So I still have my question marks about them. And, and, and Waddle, my old pal Dan Jiggis used to say, don't confuse activity with accomplishment. Yep. So just because the Cubs made all those moves doesn't mean they're significantly better. It still takes those guys to rebound, the ones I mentioned, those veterans. Even Mancini had a bad stretch last year. So... Um, I, I'm not com- completely convinced their offense is going to be there, but I do like what they've done over the course of the next last few years on the mound. Like they have developed pitching. Even other teams have said, "Wow, the Cubs have really developed some bullpen guys that we want to get go after." They, they've told me that over the last couple of years. So that's the one thing they know. We know they have defense that usually doesn't slump, and we know they can now develop some pitching even within a season. 
So those things are kind of backbone-type things for the Cubs. I still wonder if Bellinger and the rest of them are going to provide enough offense. Jess, you bailed before Valentine's Day. How did the Rogers household handle uh, Valentine's Day? Did you uh, get Tracy something nice that's going to be delivered today, or did you uh, give her something before you left He left. That was his gift. Yeah, Yeah, I was about to say, please. She said, don't let the door hit you on the way out. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, you know, at our age, uh, Valentine's Day isn't like it used to be. Like, you had to do all that. Um, but I did send her flowers today, so hopefully oh, you guys have Good man, good man. I, did, I did do that. Um, but it, it, uh, would, it would have been a bigger bouquet had Devonte Smith scored that. That touchdown. is correct. Yes, it may have been delivered by Devonte Smith <laughs> if, in fact, yeah, he had scored. She, she got to watch the Super Bowl with a Tom Waddle and a Jeff Miller. <laughs> That's a gift in itself. Yeah. So uh, I never thought of it that way, but you know, now that you say it, you know. But but it's not the same now. What what it, what is cr- great to be out here for? I've I've tweeted this out before. In a month is 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 um, St. Patrick's Day. It is insane. You would think because usually I stay on the campus of Arizona State, and it is absolutely insane out here on on St. Patty's Day. So I, I sort of always it's you leave on Valentine's Day and you kind of wrap things up near near St. Patrick's Day here. I have to go to Florida too to the Grapefruit League. So it's going to be a wild five or six weeks here and. And these rules, guys, once you turn on the game, first game of spring training, you're going to see everything. You're going to see two pitch clocks on the walls behind the umpire there, you know, and then two in the outfield. It's going to be game on from day one. Unlike the other sports, they have, you know, 35 games to get ready for the regular season. So, you know, players can't complain. They don't have time to get ready. They've had a whole offseason. They're going to have 35 spring games. And then we'll be off and running. When we'll, you see, say, we'll see what impact it has. When you say you're staying on the campus of Arizona State, are you like in a frat house or are you staying <laughs> in a dorm room or what, what are you doing? I'm staying in a hotel, but I used to get an apartment for five weeks when I just covered the Cubs, oh. and it was it was a lot of fun to be on 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 the campus there, especially around St. Patty's Day. Like I said, now I'm just in a hotel for ten days, then I go to Florida for ten, and then come back here for like two weeks. All Sounds right, Jess. Well, do your best. Try and enjoy it. Get as uh, much action as you can in that 10-day stint there before you head off to the Grapefruit, Grapefruit League. Yeah, it should be exciting. Yeah. It should be chaotic in some ways as well as, you know, the new rules are implemented. Oh, yeah. They are prepared for the chaos, but they're willing to live with it, Tommy, because they think on the other side of it, it's going to be a better game. So yeah. Hoyer speaks first thing tomorrow, Han a little bit later, and then we're off and running. We'll see what Clevenger has to say, if anything. Real quick, I was at Cubs camp today. I saw Dansby Swanson doing drills. You know, they're, you know, guys get, it's no longer getting shaped during spring training. It's getting shaped, you know, weeks before then you come and you're ready to rock and roll. So I saw a ton of Cubs at camp today, even though it wasn't, you know, they don't report until tomorrow and then full squads next Monday. Good stuff, Jess. Thanks, man. Thanks, Jess. Okay, guys. Be well. Talk to you soon. Jesse Rogers joining us on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline Look, from I, spring training. I think it's going to be an interesting start to the, to the spring spring training games as well because of all the things that he mentioned. I think it's going to be chaotic. I think that there is going to be some controversy while, while, uh, with how things are, are, you know, how they're adjudicated and, and how, they, how things are called. And, hey, I was, you know, a split second away from this and you gave me the... Like, I think there's going to yeah. be some rough spots with this. I anticipate that they will do their best to set the tone early, especially in spring training, where it won't really matter. So by the time you get to opening day. So that they're ready, that the players are ready for them to actually adjudicate all these new rules and in play and expect, hey, 
if you don't get that pitch out of your hand before the pitch clock expires, then it is going to be a ball. How do you think, what do you believe will be the biggest impact? What rule change will have the greatest impact, and will it be a good impact? Will it be a positive or a negative? I do think the pitch clock is going to take some adjustment. It's good. Like, play, like pitchers have become accustomed to kind of like, again, just loading up and getting ready and then resetting themselves and taking time so that they can get max effort. You wait till the first pitcher has an injury that there is going to be an uproar some about bowling. You watch it. Yes. I mean, listen, you just go through the history of the game, though. They've, they've gone a long time where pitchers would get the ball and throw the ball. You yeah. know, Mark Burley showed us, you know, throughout the early 2000s. But it's been it a long possible. time since that was the norm. And again, I think if anything, it'll just be okay. So you can't throw everything 100 miles per hour. Maybe your velocity, like velocity has been increasing significantly over the last decade, every single season, right? You're hitting a point where it's becoming, you know, part of the reason you can't make contact the way that they used to. The reason you have to be so selective at the plate is because it's damn near impossible to hit 100-plus miles per hour but also have to account for a slider that has some wicked break on it. It's just it's damn near becoming impossible for players to do it at the level they once did. You, know, that's you can't why I just would, put the ball in play. It doesn't work that way anymore. I'm with you, and I think that's what will ultimately have the greatest impact on the game. Is, is that there won't be that recovery time for some of these pitchers, these power pitchers who can throw it over 100 miles an hour and also have the wicked slider. There's going to be an exhaustion or there's going to be a fatigue, I think, that sets in in a way in which it hasn't prior, which then means that the batters, the guys that are at the plate, you know, the pendulum swings back towards them because it's, it, it has swung well away from them in terms of who's got the advantage over the course of the last few years, as you've de- detailed. That's the, that's the uh, voice of former Bears wide receiver Tom Waddle. I'm Jeff Meller in for Sylvie today. It is Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. What would you do for love? We found out what Tyler Aki will not do. We'll share it with you next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. No, I won't do that. Got Waddle rocking in here to a little meatloaf. Yeah, a little meatloaf. Where's the meatloaf? Ma! I was never a huge meatloaf fan. God rest his soul. I didn't dislike him, but I just was never. Yeah, he was before my time. I never really yeah. got huge in the meatloaf, but I will say he always um, his role as bitch tits. Excuse me. In in Fight Club, you're familiar with that, right? You've seen Fight Club. Don't go dumping that. It's his name. It's the name of the character. You know who I'm talking about. I don't remember that. Bob. So in when you say, Fight Club, <laughs> did you I dump that? that. I hate that character. <laughs> I, I, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm fine with not dumping it. I just didn't. You shot That's me. his name in the movie you. Fight Club. You can say those words. Um, rest in peace, I Meatloaf. I don't know how you can say them. 
I don't yeah. know. Hey, whatever. I said him the day he there died. There you go. So okay. I think Absolutely. I can go back to that well. Good times. Uh, Why did you ask for the... You did not ask for a meatloaf song so that you could just casually no, drop his no, name no, no, from Fight no, Club, no, no, I right? No, I because today's Valentine's it Day. It is indeed, and, you and, and I let you know that like my wife and I bought each other a very expensive gift. Carpet, you did. yes, yes, you did. We had a, a uh, you know a set of stairs that were carpeted. Yes, I, I like. I'm envisioning the envisioning the the emoji, the handshaking emojis where the waddles are like Valentine's Day gift. Yes. Carpet. Carpet. Shaking hands in the yes. middle there. After 31 years. Of almost 32 years of marriage. It's 31 and a half years. You guys. I think new carpet for a staircase is an adequate Valentine's Day gift from one to the next. I think that is absolutely fair. And I have currently married for 14 years. would be 15 in May. And having been together with my wife for i believe what will be now 24 years uh yeah we don't do valentine's day very big either kind of a, well you just said very big like so you still do something bought her her but it's also as mentioned with um big cat earlier bought her and the kids some chocolate covered strawberries okay so that's, that's nice not very you. big at all However, I don't buy my kids anything either. All, all of them girls, but they're I all, used to they, when they were little. Yeah, that's the thing is they're yeah. also all adults and they can buy they their own stuff. The house. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And they, and, and they you, should. They should be buying card. more of their own stuff. They'll buy themselves a bouquet. I of have roses. to tell you, no, the, the credit card spending has been limited merely just to the youngest. Every one of them has cleared themselves over Ooh. the last couple of years from nice. the majority of the uh, the charges. That's a real so monumental really, moment. Yeah, there's really only one that's on on scholarship still. Right. And by scholarship, I mean on on my yes. on my tab. And she's still in college. So. Oh yeah, she's 19. She's so she's got. She still can stay on my tab. Uh, meanwhile, young Tyler Aki is in the throes of passion of a young Whoa, relationship, yeah. right? We met Brie. I met She's Brie. Fabulous. You met her the other day, but I met her um, at your your Super Bowl gathering. Yeah, somebody's already said it was a it wasn't a, it wasn't a party, it was a gathering. Just, you know, Jesse was there. Yes. His lovely wife was with him, but it, it was not a it wasn't was not the a, usual while. No, it wasn't. He's it already was very, explained yes. it. Yes. His wife had By the way, how long have you uh, the two of you youngsters been dating? Uh, about a month. Oh, so yeah. it's very new. The very throes new. of young passion. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, that's that's well described. And we were all sharing what uh, how we were celebrating Valentine's I Day. Started with the the yes, I started with carpet. I started with carpet. Yeah, and I'm, I just let you know, chocolate covered strawberries. And Tyler informed us that uh, earlier in the show that what do you have pre- prepared and I'm planned? I'm off the hook. I'm off the hook uh, today. Off the hook. I, or at least I have an extension. I have an extension, like a, a due date extension deadline here. You, che- you checked in with the professor and asked yeah. for an extension? Uh-huh. Asked for an extension. Um, because, so she is in law school right now, and she has class. She, she works a full-time job, too, as an architect, but is also in law school. So Damn, wait she, a second. <laughs> she, I did not know this about Bree. Yeah. She's an architect. She's an architect. And in law school. And is in law school. And makes... And you a, hang out with us. Wow. Yeah. And, and makes a mean buffalo chicken dip. Oh, no question. Yes. So she has class until like 10 o'clock tonight. So boom, I'm off the hook today. I also don't know like anybody that's actually celebrating today. They either did this past weekend. They're doing this weekend. No, no, doing, they like, didn't pass. Most people like, were celebrating the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. 
They would, but no, on like Saturday. Oh, so they things, just yeah. like, hey, we're going to go out to dinner tonight, but this counts for Valentine's Day. Not when you're in the throat. What'd you call it? The throes of the young, throes young of passion. Young, no, you don't get One to use. In, you baby. don't get to use the Saturday before Valentine's Day. As your actual Valentine's Day day. Did you, did you guys said, go out on no, Saturday? No, no, no. We're, we're going Friday. Friday. Okay, so you've yeah. got the extension and you actually mm-hmm. have pump, bumped it back. Okay, so what So Friday. what have you done? You you bought so, flowers. Flowers. Yeah, They're not here yet, but. So, Meller, <laughs> what, what, what did you su- suggest? I suggested. I said, listen, this is the perfect opportunity to show your significant other, hey, you know what? You get out of you get out of class tonight, late night. Be there at the when she's getting out of class and surprise her with a brand new bouquet of flowers. And what did Tyler say? Look. I'll be getting ready for bed at that point. And, and they're like, there's there's some college basketball on tonight too. Like, <laughs> just saying. he's gonna be a bachelor for a long time. You're gonna follow saying, the Sylvie plan. Like, and that's the Bill Self punt game tonight. Oh, the, so he can't, he, he can't show up to Bree's class as she gets out of class tonight because Bill Self is his team, his Kansas team is playing Oklahoma State. Yeah, correct. You've, you've seen that toupee a thousand times. That's We're not even exactly. in March yet. But yeah, no, I will not be showing up at her class. No, that's not happening. I'm sorry. Charlie's <laughs> been in. I've probably let you down more by this, Mel. Or you and Danny. Danny was yeah, pressing Danny's... me on this as well. We thought it was a perfect opportunity. Charlie's say, hey, got plans. A little bit of spontaneity in your love life. It's perfect. And it, I'm sorely disappointed that at 25 years old, you're, you're tucking yourself in the bed. Yeah, at that's a good point. That's a good point. I, I think that's fair. You, why, so you, why? So you could wake up early to have Jalen Hurts debates with your roommates? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Got to get an early start on that one. We're, we're going to do it at 247, <laughs> and that's it on this show. But I <laughs> know <laughs> we're going to recycle it any minute here. I promise you. Charlie, what do you have planned? Yeah, we're going to Fogo to Shao. And, uh, he has an interesting question too for the, yeah. for the fine people I have a, listening. I have a gift card now. Is it is it a little lame to pull, like to ask the 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 waiter like, hey, I got a gift card. How do how do we do this? You know, Ooh, well, how long how long have you and your gal been dating? <laughs> Since September, like the first week of September. So that's a while. I mean, yeah. this is yeah. I think it's totally cool for you to use a gift card on a on a Valentine's Day date. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, no, I have no problem with that at all. Are you all. feeling think... like you, 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 it would make you look a little cheap if you yeah, did? Yeah, or like a little tacky, a little cheap, something Why like that. Why is it that. tacky? I don't know. There, yeah, I think it's economical. Yeah. yeah well, th- yeah, there's weird there's weird societal rules I never understand anymore. Yeah, I think it's perfectly fine and acceptable. Yeah. I mean, she knows that. I think the the weirder thing is that you're going. I mean, listen, if you would if you would plop the gift card on the table and tell her she's got to cover the <laughs> remainder of it, then we have a different conversation. Halfsies. Yeah. All right, Not uh, even halfsies. This sure is here. my half. Yeah. Here's my half. My half is the gift card. I think it's an interesting uh, choice, though, I will admit. Fogo Deshaun, uh on the... On Valentine's Day, that's a, that's a, that's a hearty a, meal. Yeah, it is. She really likes that place. Okay. I've never been there. And then, um, I'm yeah, say, you I know what? Gift card for word word so. of wisdom: pace yourself. Don't, I've never been either. Don't don't, but I've don't, heard don't be, a, don't be afraid to turn it over to don't Red. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, in fact, I would encourage you not to be a hero. Keep the no, uh, Charlie. You see how much you can stuff down your throat. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you see what to, you can do. I'm going to alarm her with the amount of Brazilian steak. Uh, 
Well, I think you've. Uh, we know where the late night activities will conclude then <laughs> in, in the, the men's in the room, commode, <laughs> not necessarily anywhere else. Then I will say, like you know, you go to an all you all you can eat steak joints. You're probably signing off yeah. on you know the the romantic part of this. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> yeah, I would say. I, I again, maybe I would... keep your gift card in your back pocket and go somewhere else. Yeah, let's go get a salad. <laughs> I got to keep it light. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm honestly, you're both going to be there. So I don't think uh, you're going to have either way. It's uh, one of you is probably not going to be up for some late night activities. Maybe so. you call an audible and just take Jake another day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Jake's not going to. Jake weighs like 12 pounds. Like Jake's not going to cost you much. The owners at don't Vo- even dare bring the I gift know. card to take D- Jake, Jake to dinner. The owners ain't going to cost you. Jake anything. gets a starter, and that's yeah. good for him. The owners, when they see Jake walk in, they're fist pumping like, "Yes, yeah. this is where we make our money, <laughs> baby." That's right. <clears throat> wow, that's interesting. So, did you think this one through? Like, no, this is her idea. She, she really wanted steak to joint. She just really wanted to go there, which is great. What's the order of events? The acquisition of the gift card or her wanting yeah, to go so there? I've been I've been sitting on this gift card for a while. Actually, I got it for Christmas, and then she she was like, "Yeah, I want to." <laughs> I got an idea for you. Too. <laughs> Suggestion. May, what time's the reservation? Seven fifteen. Okay. Well, you're gonna have to be quick then. I was gonna say maybe go romance before dinner instead Ooh. of dinner romance. Think you can pull that off between here? I don't think so. How long does it take to get home? I'm just going straight there. I think you just hit up the bathroom in Fogo. A little. I think, I think Charlie's going there and meeting her there. He'll have he'll have half a side of beef down before she even shows up. Pulls a Rick Patino. Speaking. Oh boy. Speaking of beef. Oh my heart. I heard you. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't I do it. I won't. I won't. I won't. I've already channel, pushed the line. Channel with, your We've pushed the line with meat, meatloaf so, earlier yeah. enough. We can probably. Uh, Joe's got a away. gift card. Uh, gift card. Yeah. Program. He's right. got at least a story. Joe, what do you got? Joe's on the north hey, side. Fellas. What's going hey, on, how Joe? How you guys doing? Good. Good, good. I was at Fogo La Child last week, and what I did is at the end with a gift card, uh, nobody even saw it. I just slipped it with my credit there card. There you go. And there then, you go. In, inside the little book. Then the guy saw it. There you go, Joe. That's a pro move. Did you hear that, Charlie? Yeah. No, wait, what was he saying? I'm so, sorry. So with the credit card, you, you put the gift he card. Was, he was calling his girlfriend to tell her that he'd be <laughs> He's over quickly. Yeah. 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 Hey, hey, honey, oh, yeah, got... definitely go to Twitch for <laughs> advice on this, Charlie. That's <laughs> they, really a smart they, idea. They've never let us down yeah. before. So, All right, Joe, give him, he's listening now. Give him a little tip here, so to speak. I went to Fogo Lachal last week, and when I, the, the guy came up with the bill, they give you the little black book, and you slide the credit card behind the gift card. I got gotcha. you. There you go. And then put it in the book. The guy will notice it when he's ringing you out. It's not right. Okay, so time. the there thing is, it's, it's an e-gift card. So I'm guessing, like, maybe I have to print it out or something. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> well, Hold I, on, honey. I had a Scan gift my card, phone. So I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't okay. know what to tell you. <laughs> Just like, I, I, this is what I haven't done. Uh, Charlie, anything. does I'm your, get there early does try your to girlfriend sort this out. know that, like, you have a gift card? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she okay. knows. Well, yeah, then there's That's no, a no, then. 
I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. I've, pretty sure. Meant, I've mentioned the gift card before. Like we should use. Okay, well, she knows you're going to yeah. use it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, no need to be a hero. You know what? Yeah. Nothing, nothing worse than sitting on a gift card for yeah. too long, and then all of a sudden it expires, which is obviously a yeah, racket. Yeah. Or yes, you have to go to some weird, you know, some situation where they're like, "Oh no, we have to call this number now because you've waited too long right. to use this gift card." Listen, yeah. just don't go to her place afterwards and destroy her bathroom. Okay. Yes. Like, it's long. As long as you don't do that, you're all good. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Safe. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah. All Maybe right. have Tyler take you over there and drop you off. Yeah, Tyler and I could watch Bill Self. Yeah, you could watch the. You could watch. Yeah. yeah <laughs> he could chaperone. Make sure you do it the right Black way. Black and I will stop by after the show tonight yeah. and make sure everything's going. Is Adala right. not here? Is he planning a, a big uh, Valentine's Day thing? Uh no, no, no. He's not. Okay. No, he's not. We will talk with Chris Black. He's right there. Okay. Next on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. For Sylvie today, joined now by Chris Black as we cross talk with hey, him. Hey, happy Valentine's Day, Chris. Happy Valentine's Day to you guys. Yeah? Is what that do you something have you go around in you? Nothing. Happy a great day. show from 6 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. We a uh, special song of the night. We purchased uh, carpet for a, a set of stairs, <laughs> my wife code? and I. Is that code? No, 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 no. No code. Back, back Legitimate. Legitimate. They, yes. they match. Wow, matching yeah. stairs. Yeah, I can right. I can show you. I actually have a, a picture. And then you, carpet. You were uh you were telling look, us yesterday about look, this, this, right? This, yeah. That's thin yeah. carpet there. I looked at my wife and said, Hey, uh, happy Valentine's Day. And she looked at me and said, Hey, happy Valentine's Day. How many years in? So I can I can oh, know wow. to be ready for this. Well, we'll be married that... thirty two years in June. Congrats. And we were together, thank you, for two and a half years prior to that. So Okay, so you're talking thirty five yeah, years. Yeah, looking in? at thirty five years. Some carpet for your stairs. You guys bought some carpet for the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't uh we don't really celebrate. We do we we get a card each, but that's mm-hmm. that's it. I kind of figure, and I think uh, she figures the same thing. Like, we spend enough and celebrate of enough. Of course. Different holidays, birthdays, uh, anniversary. Absolutely. Christmas was just, you know, a month and a half away. Like, we, we do enough of that stuff to, I don't know. I, I heard Wilbon today start PTI by saying that Valentine's Day is for losers. <laughs> it's a loser holiday. And I was like, I love it, Wilbon. You, you have to ask. He's on tomorrow, right? Yes. Uh, I think this week, Thursday, Thursday, right? Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Okay. You guys yeah. have to ask him about that. He started PTI today. It's for losers. It's a loser holiday. I was like, all right. I, I love it. it. Well, I will make a note because uh, I love that. Thanks for the tip, Chris. Because yeah. we, we definitely should start with. <laughs> yeah, no question. Forget I'd the actually, Super Bowl, Michael. We need to know your stance on it. I called 2323 uh, sweetest oh, day was, for, for sports nerds. Was that a better day? <laughs> oh, I mean, like that day? Well, I heard on the news the other night. Uh, what did he say? It, it was, uh, it's Jordan month. And I'm like, Jordan month? No. It, it was on the late local news, yeah, NBC, the other night. Enough. It's not Jordan. He was Enough. like, and in sports, it's our continuation of celebrating Jordan month. And I was like, Jordan month? What? If That's the most contrived what? thing I think I've heard in doing? a really long time. Like, if you want to celebrate the anniversary of different accomplishments, sure. in, I, I get it. 
Well, and, and we know I'm, we I'm, all I'm, know how that goes. The moment we get to mid-May yes. through the end of June, it's almost every single day there is a reason to celebrate the Bulls and Michael Jordan. Yes. Rightfully so. Yes. But a random day in the no. middle of February? Come I on. Don't, yeah, and I don't believe there'll be any celebration of this Bulls team anytime soon. So, well, maybe if they land Russell Westbrook, we can celebrate. How about that? A team that can't make three-point shots going after yes, exactly. one of the guys who is known for not having a three-point shot. Shooting, the 29, yeah. shooting 29% from behind the arc. Let me invade your personal space yeah, go here, for Chris, it. if you're watching on Twitch. Reach we, didn't, we didn't play it, but I had the guys sorting because <laughs> I love Billy Donovan. Initially, yesterday, was asked about Russell Westbrook, and he said, I can't talk about another team's players. But And then he went on for 27 seconds to talk about another team's player. Unbelievable respect on my part from the standpoint that, you know, whenever there was a game, you knew he was always ready to play. And he's a great competitor, um, and he loves competing. Um, and... You know, he, he plays with, with, with great energy and great passion, you know. And like I've said before, you go into a locker room before a game and you look at him, you're not worried about whether or not he's ready to play. Every game. That is the definition of passive-aggressive right yes. there, isn't it? Is he is indirectly criticizing his entire team. 100%. And he's been telling us since November that this team doesn't have it. Yeah. Each and every night, yep. he is telling us they don't have it. Was and last night maybe the pinnacle of that in terms of just how flat and bad they were? I guess. It, it just feels like each each night out since the last couple of weeks, they, they find a way to disappoint even more. I, I'm surprised. This one, they trailed the whole game, though, yeah, against the Magic. By, by a hungry Magic team that's not really playing for anything. They're, right. they're a lottery team. Like they're, they're not going to get into the play-in. And and that's where we we find ourselves with this Bulls team once again. That you know the the direction. I understand there's an appetite to win, but they are so far away from actually competing that you should have turned the boat around and gone south, yeah, toward towards the bottom to try and land Wimba Yamba and then hope for a miracle. Yeah, where right. then all of a sudden, boom, the Bulls have the next great superstar. You can start building that way because this is not working. Well, I, you're right. The Magic are a lottery team that also owns the Bulls lottery pick so long as it's not in the top four. Right. And you're right. Like, it's <laughs> it's it's absurd to get that effort last night. And I do think it's pretty close to the low point when you look at – and it, it felt like in some ways, too, the team, you know, not being very inactive at the trade deadline and then your players – the last three games providing this effort off of that. Do you guys do you guys notice indifference from the stars on the team when things aren't going well? There's just a casual nature about Zach Levine and uh, Vucevic and I noticed and even it more DeMar, recently. Tomorrow, little yeah. this year as well. That it's like you concede to the idea that ah, we're just we like, are there, who there we was are. a spot at the end of last night. You know, here's what really irritated me last night: the game ended. Like three possessions before the end of the game. Did you guys notice this, that that the Magic came yep. down and then they ran out the shot clock, handed yep. the ball off. Yep. The Bulls came down. You're trailing by nine and you just stand there yeah. and watch the clock run out like, can we please go home? Can we get on the bus? Are there any juice boxes and Rice Krispie treats tonight? Yeah. Like, I and there's There was a close-up shot of Zach Levine looking up at the scoreboard and it's like, dude, are you going to show any emotion to the fact that you never win? That, that's your M.O. Yep. As an NBA player who thinks he's a star, max. you don't win. He won. And, and he there won the game is of no emotion contract. to it. And, and you're right. He, he did win that game. And 
he's got a shoe deal and he's got a lot of money, but that's about it because this team's not going anywhere. No, it, I thought last night from beginning to end, it was one of the most lackluster, lifeless performances. You've seen them in the past, you know, have a lead and cough it up like a furball late in the third quarter into the fourth quarter, but they were, they were bad. Yeah from start to finish against the, you know, it, it may be a hungry magic team, but they're not a good magic team. No. And, and it's also, it's fool's gold suggesting uh, like AK did last week that they play well against the good teams. Yeah. We just are not consistent. Well, maybe that's because good teams play down to you yeah, it, it, and that, they're not going to play down to you in the postseason. That's certainly possible. <laughs> yeah. they, and that, that may be the case is that when teams see the bulls roll in, they know ah, this isn't for real. So, like, we'll, we'll get ready for Milwaukee the next night, or we'll get ready for this team the next. How about the fact that I think this was the third time in X number of games that they were 0 for in the first half from behind the arc? They were 0 for 10 or 11 last night. They did the same thing against the Nets, I mean, and I think they did but, it against the Thunder as well. What do you expect? They don't have any real three-point shooting. But it's on hard team. even no. without any three-point shooting. It's still yeah, no. hard to put up a goose egg from no. behind the arc in and, a half. And you're right. And this isn't just a problem for AK and Eversley. This was a problem with the previous group. Yeah. Yeah. The Bulls have been bad from three, basically for the duration of the new way of playing yeah, basketball. Which is such an indictment. Like, let, let's just say what it is. The fact that they have never addressed the fact that they don't have three-point shooters in a league yes. where that's how you win. I, I saw last night in the box score, you know... Uh, Everyone on the uh, post-game shows and during the game, uh, all I hear is about how the Bulls have to be in the paint with Vooch, right? Got to get into the paint with Vooch. They had more points in the paint last night than the Magic. They They looked lifeless, right? Like, like that's it right there. That's basketball in this day and age. You have to be able to shoot from the perimeter and guard from the perimeter. That's what it is. They can't do it. And you have to have the willingness to take those shots because they take about 20 per game. You should be taking 30-plus. Yes. Hey, Charlie, enjoy your meat. Enjoy the meat, Sweat Slater, my man. I will. Use the card. Even even Yurko. Even Yurko sent a a text. He said, tell Charlie to put the credit card with the gift card. Yeah, don't be a hero. Use that red. He's got to figure out this e-gift card part of it. Use the red card. (laughs) Use the the red card, the red stopper. Don't be a hero tonight, Charlie. Did you guys hear what Charlie did for his Super Bowl party? No. He he made wings for the party. He brought 12 of them. For the party, twelve how many people. How many people were there? They that wouldn't even. That wouldn't so even, that's like one and a quarter <laughs> wing per person. Why don't you just leave them at home if you're going to do that? I, don't know. I ate like five or six of them myself too. <laughs> and isn't it this a repeat offense for you too? Yeah, I did it uh, for the Chiefs Buccaneers Super Bowl. You brought four you wings? wings. I brought twelve. At that, that time, I think I ate like how all many twelve. People were there? I think. <laughs> I think was the same number about. I think from now on, we co- he is known as Charlie Twelve Wings Bevins at the station. <laughs> Mr. Twelve Wings, awesome. Uh, what do you got coming up, Black? I don't know. We're uh, actually uh, we're going to talk football because we saw the news today. Derek Carr are released by the Raiders, and now this is going to set off quarterback carousel chain reaction. I'm trying to figure out who's going to go where and which teams in the first round are going to take a quarterback. So that's what we're going to start with. All right, awesome. sounds good, man. We will be listening. Uh, thanks so much. To we had uh, Barstool Big, Big Cat, Cat Jesse, Jesse Rogers, Rogers. Yes. and that was it, right? And, and uh, 12 to, Wing Charlie. And yes, 12 Wing Charlie. Rocky <laughs> and hey, every, hey, good luck tonight with whatever the night presents to you, Chuck. <laughs> yes, enjoy, Green the, light. enjoy Green the meats. <laughs> Charlie 12 Wing Bevins. All right, Chris Black is up next. Black and Abdallah coming your way from 6 to 8. I'm Jeff Meller, and for Sylvie, this has been Waddle and Sylvie.